Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, August 18th, 542 a.m. Central. As I speak here, December corn futures down seven and a quarter at 604 and three quarters. November soybeans down 11 and a quarter at 1378 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat down 18 and a half at 762. December Kansas City wheat down 22 at 831. December spring wheat down 13 at 881 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're on that Apple app, I could use some more reviews. Drop me a review if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Much appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel. Like these videos. Drop me a comment. Give me a crop update if you have any opinions. Opinions, any thoughts on any of the stuff I talk about here, uh, absolutely leave it in the comments. I look at all of them. Uh, if you need some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers tons of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you will see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, we talked about 2023 corn and soybean marketing and specifically some option strategies. I kind of ran through my thoughts on marketing in general when it comes to 23 and also laid out some option strategies that customers had requested. Guys, the premium deal is geared toward farmers. Eight out of 10 subscribers are farmers, um, I I think ballpark. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee, no other obligation. Um, Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. More Ukraine uh, grain news here this morning. Grain is being loaded onto five more ships at Ukrainian ports. Reuters reporting that five ships were slated to arrive yesterday. I'm assuming they did and would load more than 70,000 metric tons of ag products. I don't know if that number's correct or not. Uh, The new cargoes would include wheat, corn, and sunseed oil. So this deal appears for the moment to be going according to plan. It appears to be working out to some extent. I'm not sure of the actual amounts that have been shipped, but uh, it's moving in the right direction. Now, maybe uh, as a result of this, your wheat market has been under quite a bit of pressure. The SRW wheat uh, futures posted their lowest trade since February this morning. Um, this is the DS22 daily chart, but I think on a continuation basis, we're also kind of doing the same thing here. So the Chicago wheat futures have lost 40% of their value since this May peak. Uh, the December contract peaked at 1282 in mid-May. We're trading in the 750s or 760s here this morning. Really a phenomenal collapse. So you've got things moving in the right direction when it comes to uh, Ukraine and shipments. We've got talk of a record crop in Russia. Demand for U.S. wheat is really not all that great. So we're kind of back to normal here. We've done a total round trip, a big rally here following the invasion. It continued for, uh, you know, three months or so. And then since then, we've done nothing but sell off with very few recoveries. Uh, there hasn't been much of a retracement. There hasn't been much of a rebound. Um, it's It's been trending lower and and sideways really here these last few weeks until this morning when we kind of broke out to the downside. So the wheat market is is kind of back to normal to some degree. I mean, these are actually still pretty darn good prices, historically speaking. If you were to take these three or four months here and toss them out and look at the charts, you're still at pretty good prices, historically speaking, but uh, far removed from those highs that were posted in May. And it has to do with, again, 
Ukraine. It has to do with, you know, generally kind of sluggish export demand for U.S. wheat. Things things in the Black Sea, in regard to grain at least, appear to be kind of moving in the right direction. Now, in regard to the war and that sort of stuff, probably not. But um, shipments appear to be working out at least for the moment. U.S. ethanol production declined last week. Not a great print, 983,000 barrels per day. That was off 3.8% on the week. It was actually up one percentage point versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks reported at 23.446 million barrels. That was up eight-tenths of a percentage point on the week, up 9% versus the same period last year. Ethanol stocks are at their second highest level on record seasonally, behind only 2019. Implied gasoline demand improved 2.5% on the week. It was about flat versus the same week last year. Uh, As I've discussed before, these EIA gasoline numbers on a week-to-week basis are really noisy. As a four-week rolling average, U.S. gasoline demand's running 4.3% behind last year's pace. That's probably a better gauge of gasoline demand. But ethanol production down, and that's not totally abnormal for this time of year. During this pre-harvest time slot, you see some plant maintenance, that sort of thing, and you'll see things ramp up once harvest. Harvest deliveries begin uh, several weeks from now. Got some rains moving over parts of North Dakota into Minnesota this morning, and this doesn't look like a half bad system. I haven't heard any um, accumulation totals or anything like that. If if you guys are in these areas and, and you had some rain, uh, let me know what you caught. But this system should move uh, through Minnesota. It's going to catch some of Iowa and Illinois and areas further east through the weekend. I don't know that the amounts are supposed to be uh, phenomenal, but you could should catch some rains along this band here from um, North Dakota through Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois areas further east when you look at the next seven days yeah you've got some rain here in the corn belt much heavier rains in the south and southwestern portion of the country in particular uh, texas oklahoma places like that into the delta uh, into the southeast to a lesser extent this is like some tropical type stuff but uh, yeah most of the rain is going to stick south and then you've got some you know lighter stuff up i mean up to an inch in some of these areas of areas of the eastern uh, and central corn belt which is uh, certainly welcome of course 6 to 10 looks, uh, you know, kind of above normal precipitation for the southern part of the country, maybe below normal uh, to near normal for uh, northern areas, central areas of the Corn Belt. Temperatures should be um, below normal to near normal. So this this heat wave is kind of on its way out here, at least for the moment. The Fed released minutes from its July meeting yesterday. So last month, Federal Reserve officials saw little evidence that inflation was easing. Now, of course, this meeting occurred before last week's lower lower than expected CPI and PPI inflation prints. The group was committed to raising rates as high as necessary in order to tame inflation. The group did acknowledge that uh, going too far and um, you know these rate hikes resulting in in reduced economic activity was a possibility. They're acknowledging that. The Fed minutes uh, also kind of discussed this debate in regard to when the pace of rate increases would slow. One analyst at uh, BlackRock said this, the intended message was much more nuanced. Stalking out some con- some conditionality going forward seems sensible given the unprecedented nature of this particular cycle. Uh, traders now expect a 50 basis point hike from the Fed in September amid lower than expected inflation prints last week. It had been a 75 point uh, expectation prior to those inflation prints. Now, maybe along those same lines, gasoline prices continue to fall. The U.S. national average gas price fell to 393 per gallon today, according to AAA data. 
The average was 452 last month and 502 at its peak on June 14th. We were uh, 318 a year ago. So we're still well above a year ago, but this thing has really come down. And this is a good deal uh, in regard to inflation. I mean, energy costs and gasoline costs in particular have been the biggest driver of inflation and they're coming down. So uh, are we going to see some lower inflation prints here the next couple of months. I think that's very much a possibility. I think the big driver here behind the lower gas prices is weaker demand. Again, on average over the last four weeks, like more than 4% below last year. You've also got uh, stuff with the oil market going on. It looks uh, kind of probable at this point that they'll revive that Iran nuclear deal that I talked about yesterday. So uh, gas prices continue to fall. And uh, that's a good thing for most of you guys, I think. We have an export sales report this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central. Uh, old crop corn sales should be nothing to 400000 You know this old crop uh, marketing year wraps up here in a couple weeks. New crop corn sales expected 300 to 700 Soybean sales for old crop could be negative, maybe 300 positive. New crop soybean sales expected 300000 to 650 Wheat sales for the current marketing year, 250000 to 650 expected. Cattle market was good yesterday. We had some fresh multi-month highs in some of the live cattle contracts i believe fresh life of contract highs posted in some of the feeder cattle contracts cash uh, trade is strong this week to start off 141 in the south 147 in the north i know there was some uh isolated stuff above 150 uh, in the western corn belt earlier this week outside markets uh fairly quiet here this morning u.s dollars up a little bit the s&p's up three points the dow's up 32 bonds about flat gold's up six bucks crude oil up 94 cents in the october wti at 88.64 have a great day guys i will talk to you on friday